The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Today we'll be talking about what color is your world. There's some fun things going on in the in the gardens right now. Um, I'm doing a project. It's a cello, a mosaic cello for the Moab Music Festival, which will be over Labor Day. These um, beautiful equipment of instruments will be on display from other artists in the community as well. And at auction, and the proceeds go to the school, the Beacon String Program, which actually helps repair instruments for children who have to rent the entrance instruments that can't afford to buy their own. So it's a great fundraiser. And the cello will be on display at soulhealersbathpath.com if you want to go and see it. Also, gallerymoab.com will have it. And then, of course, the moabmusicfestival.com will have these on display. So just kind of a fun project in the garden. So is there something you've really wanted it to do in your life? but just do not have the energy to do it. Something you've always dreamed of having and just don't know how to get it. Do your dreams and do the do you dream of what you want and do you get the dreams of what you want? If you have dreams that you want to accomplish in your life, you're really going to enjoy my guest today, Sean Peterson of the Green Urban Lunchbox. Sean turned his dreams into reality. And later in the show, he's going to be telling us about that. Sean is um, an entrepreneur. He is uh, the founder of the Green Urban Lunchbox, where he, last year, they did 47,000 tons, or 43,000 pounds, excuse me, of fruit and 47,000 pounds of produce for things uh, that they donate them to, such as the Food Bank, Meals on Wheels, Senior Center, and the Rescue Mission. So um, we'll talk to Sean just a little bit later, and right now we're going to talk about the world of color. Okay, so I want you to just imagine for a moment that I'm going to throw a ball at you. It's a bouncy ball, and I want you to reach out and catch it. And tell me, just talking out loud to the radio, what color is your ball? What color is the ball that you just received? And mine is blue. And I'm going to tell you that um, this ball represents your world. And everything in your world is, is how you believe it to be true, how you believe it to be false. It's all how you see your world. So I have this blue bouncy ball. And if you have a blue bouncy ball and we meet, you'll say, oh, yeah, I see that. The world is blue. 
But if your bouncy ball is not blue and it's yellow and you meet me, you might want to tell me that the world is yellow and that um, it's not blue. And I might try to tell you that the world is blue. Now, we could spend a lot of time going over and over this, arguing it, discussing it, about what color the world is. And yet, my world is going to be blue for me, and your world is going to be whatever color you chose. Let's say it's yellow, it's going to be yellow. How much time do you wish to give to this? Because it takes a lot of energy to convince another person to believe what color your world is. To believe that it's your and your reality. To convince them to see it your way. Are you willing to fight and argue over this? Are you willing to hurt someone over it? And are you willing to kill over it? Because that is what is going on in our planet right now. People are killing each other over the colors of their world. The way that they see their reality. Because each reality is different. And for me, I like the different colors each of us has in this world. Just as long as you don't hit me or cause me harm or pain with your ball, I'm okay with your color. And I would like to just put it out there that perhaps it might be something that we could ponder on that perhaps if we were allowing others to have the color of their world, that it might bring more joy into your life. It definitely would give you some energy to do what you want and move forward. Because our differences are what make us so beautiful. Every piece of glass in my mosaic garden makes it a piece of art. All the colors create the gardens. I don't single out any colors. You know, you might think that you might feel like you're an allergic reaction to one or more things in the garden when you come in. And you don't throw it out because it's a community garden. Because if they don't work for you, they might work for others. That's a part of being a mosaic in the world. Just because I don't like a certain thing or I'm not comfortable with it doesn't mean I have to get rid of it. It just means I stay away from it and that I don't expose myself to it. So we're going to talk about that. This, this differences that we have and how we bring them together to create a world of peace, love, and understanding. Now, I've talked to you about the garden several times here, and we've had discussions about planting seeds and growing them and, and, and putting those seeds in the ground to become healthy. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about the shaman part of my work. I am a, a shaman that tra- trains under the Peruvian lineage, I'm also Native American, and I am Irish, and I have the Druids and Ancestor line. So I was drawn to the shamanic work. I trained in Peru with the Karos, and I am a full Mesa carrying shaman. What that means is I have a medicine bundle, and that full medicine bundle gives me the ability to use it in healing work with others. And I create healing through working with what's called the medicine wheel. And the medicine wheel walks through four different directions. In my lineage, we start in the south with serpent. And serpent is about shedding your skin, about letting those things go that do no longer serve you so that you can be open to receiving new things in your life. That's kind of what we've been talking about in the last few weeks. 
um, letting go of what doesn't work to have what we want. That's what serpent teaches me. And serpent is also the grounding material. It works in the, in the first three chakras, and it keeps me connected to the ground. And that way I am grounded when I'm working with healing. It's an, it's, it resides in the first, second, and third chakra. It is important to have serpent in your life, but it's not. it needs to be something that you move out of. Because in serpent, it's all meism. It's about myself. It's what I need and getting my basic needs, food, shelter, and all that met. And when you do that on the pyramid and the triangle, then you can move to other things. So then we go to the next direction, which is in the west, which is jaguar. And jaguar teaches me about life and death. It teaches us how to let things die so new things can be born. At the same time, last uh, well, four months ago, I got a new grandson. He's just a beautiful little guy. And as he was coming in, my dad was exiting. And that is that new birth and the death. And that sir, what Jaguar teaches us is they reside close together in the same element and that they're equally as important. And it teaches you about courage. And then when you go to the direction of the West on the medicine wheel, that is hummingbird. And hummingbird is the ancestors. It teaches me to learn from my ancestors what's going to help me grow. Not to throw everything that I learned out, but not to keep everything either. To look into what works for me and to call my ancestors when I need help. Hummingbird also knows where to go to get nectar. To to go to the right flowers for nectar and not going out and trying to get others to, to stand behind you who don't believe in what you believe in. And that's the important part of Hummingbird. And then we go to Eagle Condor, which is in the east. And Eagle Condor has the ability to rise up above your problems, to fly high above what's going on. And when I'm an Eagle Condor working with my clients, I'm in a place where I can see things from a higher perspective. I'm not part of it. I'm not part of what's going on. I'm able to move out of it. And when you're an Eagle Condor in your own life, you can see from a higher perspective that everything is connected. Because in Eagle Condor, we are, we are all united. We are connected to that great web of life. What I do affects everyone else. If I go out to hurt someone else, I'm really hurting myself. And living in this place helps me connect with the humankind as if they were part of me. Not even that they're my brothers and sisters out there, but we are all totally connected. We are one universe the great matrix of love and compassion and understanding. And when I'm an ego condor, I'm in my highest connection to my God source. Now, there is the Pachimama connection, which is Mother Earth. I'm an earth keeper. I carry the earth keeper rights. And I have a sacred commitment to the earth to keep it healthy, loving, and clean to honor all of the creations on earth, the plant nation, the, the stone people, the animal kingdom, everything that is connected is part of Pachimama and the great earth. And then there's great spirit, which I call God, and it has so many different names. And we give them these names, and that's what we fight over. We fight over what name is the right one for this higher source that is a higher intelligence that is love, this God source. And, and that God source connects with Pachimama, the yin and the yang that we talk about too and, and when we're talking about yin-yang. It's the connection of the male and the female that each of us have inside of our body. We have a male part and we have a female part. And those parts connect us to our connection to each other on this earth. 
So I wanted to tell you about that and bring that in because I'm going to do more schematic work as we go on. I'm moving in to now teaching you some of the basics of how to create the life you want. And also know that you know there is this beautiful, sacred connection to the worlds, to the world you live in and the worlds of existence outside of your comfort zone or where you live. And I want to help you grow your comfort zone so that so that world around you is getting bigger and expanding. You're going to find you have so much more energy to create all the things that you want in your life. And you can make that vision we've been talking about, that, that picture you see in one year out there, you can make it come closer because you're actually going to make decisions based on your connection to the universal love of all. And I totally believe that there are two elements that we live in. That is love or fear. And everything is based from that. And you're going to hear this a lot from me. There is love or fear. And each morning you get out of bed, you choose which one to participate in. And all those other lower vibrations of anger and hatred, they all come from that fear base. Where those vibrations of hope, peace, and harmony come from that love base. And coming from a place of love allows me to connect with other people. That they can feel my heart when they're near me. And that they want to have conversations on a bus with me. And that they want to have listen to me on the radio. And that they want to walk hand in hand with me. And that is a wonderful place to live. That is where Sean Peterson lives. He lives in this place where he connects to others and that he has this big vision that he wants to share with the world, that he wants to reach out and show you how you can connect with the earth through your food, how you can connect with others through the journey. Um, it's, it's been an amazing journey to watch him grow. He's, he's going to be 34 years old this year. And I know that because I'm his mother. And I'm going to be 54. I just turned 54. So watching the process of this teacher who came into my life, he is one of my major teachers. And that's why I'm bringing him on the show to share with you, because I want you to know about the teachers that guided me forward in my own path that opened up the door for this learning and understanding to take us to new places in our consciousness. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about before I bring Sean on is that We also have what we call hidden agendas in our own life. And we have these emotions that come up. And those emotions come up. And if we hide them and we put them inside and pretend that they're not there and that we're not feeling them and thinking that no one else can observe them, I just want you to know that everybody out there feels something from you. And when you have inside these emotions that you don't want to deal with and your secret, right, the secrets that are hidden inside and nobody will know and no one knows how I'm feeling, I'm going to tell you they know how you feel. And when I first heard that was the hardest concept for me to take, that all those feelings of resentment, anger, you know, and I had the smiley face on and I'm out there pretending everything's okay and inside I'm really angry that other people could feel that vibration and that they didn't want to be around it. And I hear so much in conversation lately about, well, nobody knows how I truly feel. Now, I don't really know inside what your emotions might be, but I do know that if you're carrying a lower vibration, I can feel it. I can walk into a room and know who to 
contact and who not to. I, I've always been able to have that gift since I was a child, and that's why it worked into being a shaman so easily for me because it came natural. I believe it came from my lineage, from my Native American lineage and my Irish lineage, that I was connected to that, where I could walk into a room and I know, I know a person needs my attention, that I can walk over and talk to them, or I know to stay away from someone else. That is called intuition. And as the next few weeks go on, as we talk on the radio, I want to teach you about that because that's that inner ding that you were born with, that intuition that you have inside, that you know how to connect with another person, and that you know what to say and not say with that other person. That inner ding is what's going to help you understand that um, you can be safe in certain places and not in other places. It's, um, it's your right to choose what works for you and what doesn't. It's, it's your experiences and the way that you are going to create your world come from knowing inside what's right for you. And that's what this program is all about. When I was asked a little a few days ago why I want to be out in the world, it's because I want to teach others to remember or help others. Teaching, I can't teach you anything unless you want to learn it. But I also want you to remember that you are a divine being of love. That when I see you, I see this beautiful being of love. And I see that glowing through you. And I know that in that beautiful element of who you are, that divine love, you have a purpose in this world. And that purpose is to reach out and to share it with others, whatever message you have that you brought into the world to share. And I want to help you find that again, to reach in and know where that is. And to know that you have a safe, comfortable place to go in and talk to someone about that. If you want to, you feel welcome to email me at... at uh, um, healingarts.kp at gmail and I will respond back to anything you send out I would be more than happy to connect with you there and you can go to soulhealerspath.com to know more about the work that I do now um, I believe that we're getting ready here to go for a break and um, I would like to let you know that we're going to bring Sean Peterson back on right after the break I'm really excited to have you talk with him he's a entrepreneur who just has done amazing things about making his dreams come true so join me back right after break yeah, this is christy ellen the mosaic shaman thank you for listening be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready to hear about the channeled messages with the mothers? Tune in every week to Conscious Conversations with host Angela Blaha. Our program focuses on vibrational intelligence, inner strength, and channeled messages such as these. What does it mean to use the Akash to fully understand and create unity within yourself? Our show is all about expansion from within. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. 
Through this unique channel, Sheila and co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Hey, welcome back to the Mosaic Gardens. I have my guest, Sean Peterson, here of the Green Urban Lunchbox. Welcome to Welcome to the Gardens, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. Wonderful. So, Sean... Tell me, um, our listeners, what is the Green Urban Lunchbox? So the Green Urban Lunchbox started about five and a half years ago. We started with a 35-foot school bus that we converted into a mobile greenhouse. Um, And we did that because we wanted people to start thinking a little bit differently about where their food comes from. Um, We really want to start a conversation around how food's grown, what we can do to eat healthier, how we can you know, grow food in a more sustainable way. Um, and it's kind of snowballed from there. Wonderful. So um, tell me what was um, the initiative to start this project? Um, you know, I, I started it a bit just because I, I had, like, the selfish desire to have a place to grow food. But I also wanted to do something that was creative. Um, I've just become more and more interested in my life about where food came from and how it was grown um, and and then how what we ate affected the way that we felt. Um, and so, you know, I saw a cool project out of New York where this guy had put a garden in the back of a pickup truck. Um, and I said, you know, we could do something like that, but something that's a little bit bigger. Uh, pickup trucks are so small, you can only grow so much in it. So that's how we end up with the bus. And then all our other programming, you know, we run four other programs. Um, one's a program that puts gardens in low-income seniors' backyards. And that came because seniors started to approach us and say, and say, hey, I have this tons of yard space in my backyard, um, but I'm too old to garden it or I have an injury that keeps me from gardening it. Do you know someone who will do that? And I thought, oh, sure, there's got to be someone out there. We'll connect them. Um, wow. And when we couldn't find that person, we decided that we'd do it. We we now run um, 23 of those all around Salt Lake Valley. So, and um, so this um, project that you put together with the school bus, can you just before you go off from that, tell me what the school bus looks like? I mean, is so, it got? Is so, it, so it's covered in artwork. Um, we think art's a powerful way to connect people. Um, we believe that. You know, we're lucky. We get to work in the space, the space of food, and everyone eats. And so it's something that people already connect with. But art is another way that people tell their story. Um, so, 
So the bus is covered in, in art done by local artists. It rotates and changes. Um, and the, the back half of it's actually now a mobile produce market. So it has, looks like a shed's been attached to the back with a fold out transformer stage is what we call it. Um, and it folds out the back. People come in, they, they buy their produce in some low income neighborhoods we sell it out of. Um, on the inside, it's filled with planter beds. Um, the top's been cut out, so there's plexiglass on there. You can see pictures of the whole process on our website, um, the, the greenurbanlunchbox.com. So. Where, where is that, that they can see this? Thegreenurbanlunchbox.com. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So how long did it take you to put together all these different programs? I mean, is this something you've done over a year? Has it taken any time in your life? Tell me the, process, the, the length yeah. of process it took to develop this program. You know, it's an organic process. Um, and, and I believe, you know, that everything we do, you know, in life, but as well as within this program, builds upon itself. So, you know, the first year we just had one garden, um, you know, and, and no idea that we would eventually have 23 of these. Um, and then, you know, partners begin to approach us about some other program that we run. So now we care for um, 1,500 fruit trees around the Wasatch Front here in Utah that um, are all part of our fruit share program. So with that, homeowners will register their tree. Um, we'll come out and, and harvest it with a bunch of volunteers, and then we donate that produce. So that was, you know, like the next year's project. And every year, you know, our program's gotten bigger and better because we've been able to find more and more partners who want to work with us and, and responding to a community need. Um, definitely found that if we tell communities what we feel like they need, we're not very successful. But we, when we listen to what they tell us they need and we try to help facilitate that, it makes our programming much more successful. So is this an outreach program? Um, do you bring in other people to help you with it? We definitely believe in partnerships. Um, we, we do a lot of outreach, but really at, at our heart, we're, we're a direct services. We're, we're on the ground solving problems directly. Um, but nothing that we do could be done without partners. And we, we reach to all different parts of society for partnerships. Um, you know, from, from cities and governments to private foundations to volunteers from every walk of life you could imagine to, you know, the Ag University here in Utah. We, we you know, partner with the county, with different, the aging services. We're, we're always looking for partners. Um, find that something really important about the work that we do, that we can help bring different parts of our community together. Um, and connect them around food. Um, but we, we know that there's people in our community who do things better than we do. And so we seek those partners to help us focus on what we're good at and, and letting them focus on what they're good at so that we can work together to, to have broader impact. That's, that's an important lesson. It's one of the lessons I personally have learned to reach out to those who know how to do what you don't know how to do. To go to those who yeah. you want to learn from that are doing what you're doing, that's the way to learn. And the other process is to reach out and, and bring people in that, that can do what you don't know how to do. Um, so, you know, one of the, you're the main inspiration for the Mosaic Healing Gardens, by the way. And um, I just want my listeners to, to hear that because um, I watched all the gardening you were doing, and that's what inspired me to build the planter boxes in my front yard. 
So you see that rippling out to other people in the community, too, that are learning so much from your learning programs. Oh, sure. You know, we, we believe, you know, that every program we, we do, is a, we, we say a win-win-win. You know, we want to win from having the people out there, but we want them to take something away. Um, whether it's fresh produce or a skill, you know, in our seniors program, garden program, how that works is, you know, the senior wins because their yard's no longer a mess. They get access to fresh produce. They get companionship. They get a beautiful garden. But then those yards are paired with an apprentice who wants to learn how to organic garden. So that person wins because they learn the ins and outs of organic gardening, and then they can go out in the community and grow their own food. It gives us this huge impact, which helps us win. Um, and then we got their labor. We get we get their, their strong backs, you know, to help us install the gardens and do some of the weeding. Um, but, you know, we've we've trained since we we started. I think we're we're at almost seventy garden apprentices who now have the skills necessary to do gardens in their front yard, like yours. Maybe maybe not with all the art, but but they can still grow that food. So. Wonderful. So you're sharing the how-to with others. Yeah, I think that's so important. That, you know, I, I think knowledge is something that we can sh- share so freely. Like, if we know how to do something, we can teach someone else how to do it. It, it shouldn't be a threat to what we do. Um, you know, it should be something that empowers our community and builds the community around us. If we share our knowledge about how to grow food, Sure, there's more people out there, you know, growing food, but that's a great thing in our opinion. We, if someone calls us and says, hey, I want to start a program similar to yours, will you tell me how to do it? We happily share that knowledge because it's something we can give and, and still retain our, our program. It doesn't threaten us. It makes the world a better place. Yes, I totally believe in that philosophy that when you help others, you help yourself and that it's all it's all about sharing that with others. So um, how much food are you going to produce this year? Uh, our goal is to do about 125,000 pounds of food this year um, that, you know, would have not have been grown here in Salt Lake. You know, all we to go to some sort of hunger relief. So we do um, eight farmers markets every week that are free markets at local senior centers. So seniors come in and they pick out the produce they want and take what they want home. It's just like a farmer's market experience for them. Um, you know, and then we send out fresh produce baskets to homebound seniors every week. And then we also do our own markets. Plus all the excess ends up at the rescue mission, all sorts of places. So Great. Food's going all over to help people. You know, um, I remember once you shared with me that um, the importance of being able to connect more with your food, to touch it and have more of a connection with the food you're eating makes a, a healthier person. Is that something mm-hmm. you would like yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something powerful about having grown something or having watched something grow. You know, anyone who's a gardener is, you know, sat and stared and watched those first tomatoes and waiting for them to ripen and understanding the patience and the time that goes into that. Um, it, you know, anytime we eat, whether, whether we're vegetarians or we're meat eaters, something dies. Um, a plant dies, an animal dies, whatever it might be. And it's really easy to forget that when we're disconnected from the process and to 
forget how important and how like what a sacred communal sacramental experience it is to eat and something else has died so we can live and and when we grow our own food it becomes so it's right in our face we know it that that kale died because we cut it and we picked it um and we know how long went into that meal you know it's one thing when we cook a meal to know that a couple hours went into the meal, but when we grew and harvested a meal, a couple months might have gone into that meal. I know that I have um, a healthier body, too, when I'm connected to the food. I talk to my garden when I'm out there, and I, it just seems <laughs> to flourish from that. And when I'm working in the garden and I'm eating food from the garden in the summertime, um, my body's in better shape. I have more energy and I look better than when I'm buying food from the grocery store. I just have to, to say, I don't know what that's all about. Maybe it's because I'm also tilling the ground at the same time, but <laughs> I'm getting more of a taste. I, I honestly cannot eat tomatoes from a grocery store anymore. They taste so good oh, yeah. when they're coming from the garden. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted no, there's to, so many things that just are so much better when we grew up. Yeah. I, I want to talk just for a few minutes um, here about the, you said what it means to go for your dreams and live your dreams. I, it, it said it in your, your bio that you're a doer and you don't believe that you can't do things. So tell me what it was like to go for your dreams. Uh, it's, it's a scary, hard process. Um, I mean, going for your dreams requires risk. Um, and, and I'm a mountain climber. Um, and so I think it's important that we take calculated risks as well. You know, I look at those risks and I, I know there's a chance of failure when I go for my dreams, but I also know, you know, the consequences of not going for my dreams, of, of living with that disappointment. But, you know, I also know, you know, it's a hard process. It, it requires a, a lot of effort. Um, you know, nothing that, at least that I've done has been really easy. It's, it's all required risk and, and hard work. And, and I like to break it down into small steps for myself. Um, you know, it's, if I can break it down into small steps and then say, look, this is the first step. Once I've done that, I need the second step. And every time we launch a new program, that's what we do. We go, okay, what's it going to look like when we're done? What's it going to look like just before we're done? How are we going to get to those steps? And as we lay out that map, then we can work through it. You know, today it might be finding a partner that will let us hold a market at their, their place. You know, then it's figuring out how we'll grow the produce for that market. And then it's figuring out how will we fund that market. Um, and once all those steps are in place, then it's, then it, it all kind of falls into place. Um, but you have to be willing to take that risk. You have to want it um, enough to make it happen. And um, I noticed, I know from um, from watching your life, you've taken a lot of risks. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit longer here just because I want the audience to hear a, a little bit about some of the adventures you've done. And you do mention that on your in your website. And um, I've often said you should write a book about it, honestly, because you did do a sailboat trip, right? Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I spent some time as a child on a sailboat, uh, a weekend on a sailboat once, and I became just fascinated with the, the boat and the idea of sailing. 
And, you know, and as my life went on, other things got in the way, and I, I did did other things. Um, but I always wanted to get back to sail. I always wanted to sail. And I always thought of something I would do someday. Um, and then I realized that if I wanted to do it, I needed to do it. So I I spent nine months living out in California, teaching myself to sail. Um, and then I, I sailed across the Pacific on my own sailboat. Um, sailed from Long Beach, California to Fiji. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. And there's, there's a whole thing on that. Where can they like, look at that? Is there anything still out there about that, about your sail adventure? Uh, you know, I bet it is probably still out there. Maybe <laughs> you can Google Voyage of the Enchantress. Maybe you'll find it somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing journey, actually, from the perspective of, of watching you do that 13 months at sea, taking on all those challenges. Can you tell me, did that help in any, in any way at all towards making this other dream come true, to be to be this entrepreneur and um, the founder of the Green Urban Lunchbox? You know, it did. I, I mentioned earlier that I feel like everything we do leads up to the next thing we do. You know, life builds upon life. Um, and, and being able to take that risk, you know, and do something that was really scary, um, and was really time consuming. It required a lot of sacrifices and it required a lot of planning, um, and required learning a lot of new skills. I, I never sailed, um, before I decided I wanted to do this. So I had to learn how to learn, um, and, and learning how to teach myself those new skills is incredibly valuable. I've never owned a nonprofit. Um, I'm, you know, I was never a master gardener, um, but, but I know how to learn these skills. And so I've spent my life learning those skills because it's something I wanted to do. And so being able to build upon that experience helped. Um, so what did you do yeah. to learn those skills? Where did you go to get information for that? Uh, I mean, we, we live in an incredible age. Um, you know, we, we live in an age where, you know, all the knowledge in the world is available at our fingertips, you know, in that little phone we carry around in our pocket, you know, and so I read, I watch videos, I, I break it down into steps. So, you know, with sailing, first thing I need to learn was how to hoist a sail. How does, what's the fundamentals of a sailboat? So I learned those, and then I learned how to turn a sailboat, and then I learned how to anchor a sailboat, and then I learned how to sail a sailboat in rough weather. And so by breaking it down into the smaller steps, I didn't say, I'm going to learn today how to sail um, and how to cross the Pacific. You know, I, I learned all the steps. I learned how to read maps. And same with a nonprofit. I, you know, it's, okay, so how do you form a nonprofit? How do you form a board? So, you know, I watch videos on how boards work. How do you build a stronger board? You know, right now we're really working on how do we build a legacy of this organization so that continues, when I go on to work on my next project, that this organization continues without me. And so I read, you know, there's so many great authors out there. I read their work. Um, I watch those videos, and I, I just break it down. You know, if I want to learn how to care for an apple tree, I start learning how to care for apple trees. I go to <clears throat> workshops about how to care for apple trees. I ask experts. I ask questions of people who I know own orchards. Um, well, what's this, and why does it work that way? Um, it seems like one of the common threads here is you go to the people who know what the, mm-hmm. how to do what you want to do, and you ask questions, and you're willing to learn. 
those are, are yeah. three very important elements into changing your life and doing something different and going for your dreams. I would have to agree. Yeah, that. if you if you want to be successful and you want to find success, you need to ask those who have been there. Um, you know, and let them share their knowledge with you. Don't don't be afraid to not know. Um, oftentimes, we don't want anyone to know we don't know something. Um, but we'll always never know it if that's the case. And then you don't quit. I, I don't see you giving up. So were there difficult times? <laughs> yeah, there was some really difficult times. You know, our I've so I started as an all volunteer organization in this organization. And there was a time about three years ago where we weren't making any money. We'd been writing grants for about a year and a half and hadn't found any funding. Um, and you know, I was working about forty hours a week at it, and it was really tough. Um, and so, you know, we just set some hard deadlines and said, look, if we don't find money by, you know, spring of next year, we can't do this anymore. What are, so where are we going to go? Um, and really work hard to find, to find the resources. You know, we have there's 12 people on staff here, organization right now. Um, and so, you know, we've had some really lucky rapid growth in the last three years. That brings me to another really question. Exciting. Another question of how how are you funded? Um, we're funded by a lot of different ways. We have some, so we're a social enterprise, which means that we some of the services that we offer generate revenue, um, and we try to generate revenue while still serving a social need. Um, and so, you know, a portion of our revenue comes from that. It's a pretty small portion. At this point, our organization has doubled in size every year, and it's hard to to keep up with that. But what we expect in the long term, you know, that 30 to 40% of our revenue will come from internally raised funds. Um, but we also have a ton of great funders um, from the, you know, the Swenson Legacy Foundation, the Eccles Foundation, and a lot of great foundations fund us, um, and then individual giving. So. So if um, someone wants to donate to this great project here, um, where can they go? Um, they can go to our website, thegreenurbanlunchbox.com, and they can click on the Donate button and make a donation. And then you take volunteers as well, is that correct? We do. We, we have a weekly newsletter that goes out that has tons of volunteer opportunities. So. Wonderful. So before we leave, what are your plans for the future? Uh, you know, we're we're constantly growing and constantly finding ways to to help make this organization better and make our community better. So we continue to, to work towards that. Thank you, Sean, for being with us here today. Um, we're going to go to a break, and as soon as we come back from that, we're going to do a meditation, a schematic meditation. So join me right back after the break, and thank you for visiting me here at the Mosaic Healing Gardens today. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane. 
right here on the Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. We're back and welcome to the Mosaic Healing Gardens, where you're visiting with Sean from the Green Urban Lunchbox. And again, you can go look him up at greenurbanlunchbox.com. Today, I want to share with you a schematic journey meditation. So as we do, just take your seat, relax back, sit back into your chair, wherever you're at, and let me get you into this place of breathing. I want you to relax. Going into your breath following the patterns of your breath as they go in and out throughout the body, allowing the cares of the day to just relax. Let them be gone. Allow your shoulders to drop. Inviting yourself into this quiet, sacred time for meditation. Today we're going to journey. We're going to journey into the contracts that we wrote the contracts that we have made at the time of perhaps a leaving, an agreement that we made with our higher source at a time when we needed to. And we're going to allow those contracts to come up so we can rewrite them today. So taking the breath, sitting in that sacred spot in your garden, remember going in to breathe, What's in the garden, the sounds in the garden, the smells, the beautiful grass in the garden that you can feel under your feet, the sun, the birds. Bring all your senses into the garden. What can you smell? What can you see? What can you touch? Oh, there is a taste in your garden. What does it taste like? Bringing yourself into that sacred space. Asking Eagle Condor to come into our medicine circle. Inviting Eagle Condor to take us to a place that we can fly high above any problem that we see. High above, tip to tip with great spirit. Tip to tip with the eagles. As we soar high above any problems that we are being presented with. Looking down upon it. 
with peace and tranquility. In this place, I want you to bring in your guardians. Invite your guardians in. Invite them to sit in circle with you, in sacred circle in your garden. Invite your guardians to sacred circle. As you sit in this sacred circle, your guardian will hand you a piece of paper. I want you to look at that paper. What is written on it? What agreement did you make with great spirit at a certain point in time in your life or lifetimes? What agreement is written on that paper? And does that agreement serve you now? Is it an agreement that is helping you move forward toward your goals in this world? If so, keep the agreement. If not, this is the time where you get to rewrite your agreement. There's a golden pin there. A golden pin where you can take and write whatever you would like to on a fresh piece of paper. Some agreements we would make with great spirit, they serve us at a certain time in our life, but they may not be serving us now. So go ahead and rewrite your agreement, your contract. Write is on there what it is in golden ink that you would like to see in your life. What are the dreams that you've had? The places you want to go? Write those down. Write those down. And then present them to your guardian. Because all things are possible if we believe. Ask your guardian to look over the new contract, the new way of being, and to guide you in any steps that you may need to take. And to grant you courage from Jaguar. We ask Jaguar to bring courage into our medicine circle. The courage to step, to take the next step to going towards what it is that you dream of, what it is you've always wanted. And we invite Serpent into the circle and we ask Serpent that he will take away anything that does not serve you anymore. Just like Serpent sheds its skin, teaching you how to shed your skin so you may move forward on your medicine journey. Asking Serpent to show you how to connect to the earth, how to shed your skin, what needs to be done, what is the next step you need to take, what is the next message for you on the medicine wheel, what is the next part of your journey. And with Jaguar there to give you the courage to take that step, where you're going to go. Not so much important to where you came from, but where you're going to go. And taking all those things that brought you here and bringing them together. Then we ask Hummingbird to enter our medicine circle. Hummingbird has the message from the ancestors. What message have you learned from your ancestors that serve you now? And what messages don't? Sometimes there are messages that they bring that are very powerful and they can create new life for you. And there are some things that need to be let go of. That's when we use serpent to shed that. So as you're writing this new contract, this new agreement to your dreams, what you want to bring about in this new existence of where you are in correlation to your life, write that down. Allow the golden ink to flow. All possibilities bringing in all the archetypes into our medicine circle and then handing that over to your guardian 
asking that ego condor lead your way, taking you where you need to go in the next step. Be willing to let those emotions leave, those hidden emotions that are coming. Let them come up and be gone. Give those to ego condor. Give them back to Pachimama, the great earth. She takes everything and brings it back as flowers. And so as we work through this meditation of creation in this sacred space, take that contract and roll it up into your hands, sitting with it next to your heart. This is a sacred contract. This is the new contract that you're making with your higher self and your source and you. This is the contract that has been sealed with divine love that you can have and understand and is for you. Take that contract and bring it into your heart and breathe it in. Allowing yourself to believe the possibility that you can now live it. That you can move forward on the medicine wheel. That you can find your purpose in this life and go for your dreams. Because when you do, you empower so many people around you. Just as if your hidden emotions are being felt, so is your love and your joy and your peace and your wanting to create a better world. Join me in this medicine wheel to create a world of peace and joy and understanding. Taking that color of the ball that is yours and taking it out to the beautiful world. So we have all these colors of balls. Everyone's ball is beautiful and divinely blessed. And then allowing other people to have their ball and their color of their world. And that is what makes the garden so beautiful. Every flower in my garden is beautiful. Every part of my garden is beautiful. The potatoes and the peas are equally as beautiful as the apricots and the strawberries. And each part of that garden is a color that creates you. And I invite you to take your new contract into the world, to put a piece of mosaic into the art that I am creating here. I'm asking you to be part of this great mosaic that we all are. We are an all intricate piece of each other's lives, creating mosaic healing for everyone. And I ask you to bring yourself back into the room now, where you're at, through your breath, with your deep breath, wiggling your toes and your fingers and your hands, coming present back to the moment. And I thank you so much for spending this time in the Mosaic Healing Gardens with me today. And I invite you to come back next week where I'm having Jack Ellis, who is a hypnotherapist. Jack is the writer of True Magic and a teacher of transparental hypnosis and hypnotherapy. And we will be talking about that, letting the past stay in the past next week. And until then, may you have a blessed day in the gardens. Thank you so much. Christy Peterson. You can find me at soulhealerspath.com. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.